David? And like now that you've kind of gotten through this stretch, can you just talk about the significance of winning three straight games on the road in December and, and just the difficulty of being able to do that? I mean, I think it's uh, obviously, you know, a good place to be. I mean, if you look at our, our home record versus our away record, you know, we recognize that, you know, our, our ability to win on the road, which, you know, we have one left in Philadelphia. So, um, it's important. I think it talks to, to our football team, but they, you know, just the way they travel well, and um, you know, good defense always, I think, escalates the opportunity to win on the road. So, we've been playing really good defense, but yeah, it's definitely things you can build off of. You walked it from the four seed to the two seed. I know you haven't clinched anything yet, but and I know those things work itself out. Did you hear but, what you just said? Huh? We haven't clinched anything yet, and we went to the two seed. Right. <laughs> it, Yes, I mean, but do you think about those things? Those things matter, is what I'm asking. I, I think I think you recognize where you are, uh, but I, I think like just like anything, we just stayed on course today. Uh, we came out of the game healthy, so you know it, it was, uh, that was good news as the players went through the uh, sick call process and just want to get a jump on on Washington. Obviously, they don't play till tomorrow, so you know it'll be you know, we'll be all watching that game. But uh, yeah, I, I think it's. We all understand that we need to get this next game, and we, and we know what our NFC record is and all those things. So, um, yeah, we clearly understand what's going on around us. You know, definitely with, uh, you know, Tampa Bay losing last night and, you know, Arizona losing. So we're aware, but at the end of the day, we have to take care of what's in front of us. You know, we've got three NFC games, and, and they're all versus excellent opponents that are also fighting. So this is, uh, to me, I think it's a good place to be. Any update on the COVID list? Yes, we have Matt Daniels, one of our coaches, uh, tested positive today. Can you talk about the two guys that, that went on the list over the weekend and, and when you found out about them? Uh, yeah, one one was Saturday morning and the other was uh, Saturday afternoon before we got on the plane. So they, they were clear to the last minute and you know, we had a chance to make the adjustments before 3 o'clock Saturday. To be clear, no players, just Matt. Correct. Mike, you've talked about how in December you both want to make sure your team wins, but also constantly be improving and building that momentum. When you're in the middle of the game, particularly late in the game when you're up, how do you balance that as play callers and with your game strategy? Uh, not really thinking about it in the game, frankly. I, I think if you just go back and watch the decisions in the game, I think you try to, you know, you play to what you feel the strength of your team and what's going on in that particular, you know, Sunday afternoon. I mean, um, you know, when you look at the way the defense was playing, the way they were play, trying to play on offense, and you know the way their defense was playing us. I mean, I think some of our decisions are, were tilted towards field position, making them play with the long field. I thought I thought Brian had a huge day. I mean, I, you know, just the punt in that environment. You know, you know, because there, there was some wind out there, and uh, his ball placement keeping them backed up. I thought was a huge, huge factor for us. Rotated at left tackle after watching the tape. What was your assessment of that? I liked it. Uh, it was, you know, it was, you know, something we talked about during the course of the week, and I think it's, uh, you know, something that you know was beneficial for for both guys. You know, so uh, I think Terrence was, uh, you know, forty plus reps, and I know Ty came in right around twenty eight. So, you know, I, I, I liked uh, I liked the way it worked out, and I think it was it was a good change up for the, you know for the other side to deal with and. You know, I, I think it was good to play both those guys. How about Tyron's status for this week? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's too early. Uh, we'll, we'll see what he does in you know the Wednesday work, but you know, um, I, I don't have a declaration for you. I know you're excited about it getting in early last week, but I can't give it to you this week. Tony, Tony Pollard had, I think, 29 snaps. Is that where you plan on keeping him for now, or can he? You think you can get more? 
kind of in the butt. Well, I think as we talked Friday, I mean, it was we were going to go and see what it, you know, how he felt um, during the course of the game, and you know, he felt good. Actually, came in today, checked out pretty good. So um, we'll, you know, we'll look at Wednesday. We're we're going to go with a similar practice uh, format that we went last Wednesday. Uh, looks like we're going to be in virtual uh, virtual mode Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. So, um, but it, you know, as far as Tony, uh, what really the, the, the week's work is going to have to answer that. But he, he did come out of the game um, in, in pretty good shape. Will virtual mode mean in-person practice and otherwise virtual, or how does that? Correct. Yeah, they're allowed to come in for practice, but we'll be virtual at the meetings. And that's just the league thing, or is that you guys going above? Well, the league's supposed to decide on that tonight. Um, so, and I don't know if that's going to factor in with the Tuesday night games. So, we're, it's just really the way we're planning to go, too. So, you know, we're trying we're trying to do. Everything we possibly can to lower the risk and you know keep our guys safe. So it's it's something that uh, we were been working on today. But that's that's the way I'm leaning. When you when you do that too, is it basically? Uh, I mean, I know the rehab guys are different, but is it basically don't show up here much before 45 minutes or whatever and get out of here about 45 minutes. Well, tonight. it goes back to the, really what we did in the spring. I mean, you know, we have you, you have the virtual meetings in the morning. There is a. You know, on Wednesday, you'll have a weight. You know, you'll have a you know, weight room group, early morning weight room group that you traditionally have on Wednesdays. So that'll stay the same. But you're limited to how many people you can have in a weight room if if, if the league is on a full protocol. Uh, if the league isn't on a full protocol, then it changes the way we'll do our weight room. So you know what I mean. So we've got some things up up in the air, but uh, we're just planning ahead. Um, but so the you know the breakfast will still be available, but the you know the team meetings and the offense and uh, defensive meetings will be virtual. Then there'll be a travel time. Uh, the special teams work just because you know the majority of their meetings are on the Ford Center, so they're spread out anyway. So that you know so that meeting space is more like a practice. So we're just you know just staying within the guidelines of a full protocol process. I know it's obviously not the way that the play was designed, but on Zeke's ten-yard carry where Connor governs pushing the pile and Dalton Schultz is pushing the pile and the Otis pulling the pile. As a coach, what were your impressions of that way it developed? I uh, loved it. It is a design. It's called a bend back if you're looking for, to put a title on it. But uh, no, definitely. I, I think it just, you know, it's all part of the finish. It's all part of the above the 2.3. I mean, it's the characteristics you're looking for on both sides of the ball, you know, finishing to the ball. And, and it was clearly, I think it was our best one of the year. You talked to us before about 77 players in Green Bay when you won the Super Bowl. So far on defense, you've had 31 different guys record a staff, uh, some kind of staff. Mm -hmm. Is that abnormal, that it's that many guys? Um, great question. Um, I never studied it. So you beat me on the analytics punch here today, Todd. Good, good job for Todd. Let's give it up for Joe. Haven't done that in a while. It's been a while. Yeah. Last one of the year there. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. But yeah, it's definitely high. I know when. Earlier in the year, when it was when we first hit 30, I remember Dan and I talking about it. So particularly the number of young guys that have played. So um, and I think it all pays, you know, forward going into going into this. You know, the biggest part, and it's part of our conversations with the personnel department, is um, you know just trying to how this roster comes to play here down the stretch. You know, you got some guys coming in off the IR and you know things like that. So um, you know, it's. It's a great place to be because you know we definitely have more than 53. So I, I think that's a real credit to, to to our roster development and and the fact that we're getting healthy too at this time too. So I mean these are good challenges to have. Not, not just the fact you hit 31 on defense too, but I mean you had a pretty high level of efficiency and consistency all the way through. How unusual is that? Yeah, no, it's great. It's a great place to be. In, I mean because you know you, you sit there and you look at the packages that you're going to use during the course of the week, and and I think like anything. Uh, you know, hey, every guy wants to line up and play every snap of the game, and, and we get that. But there's a, 
you know, there's a big picture process to this. Uh, you know, we want to be healthy coming out of this three-game stretch, ideally, you know, if we can. So um, I think it's just like anything where we're talking about COVID, play time, you know, if you can lower the risk, uh, I think it's beneficial to your overall team process. Mike, the, uh, the public is really uh, concerned that your offensive numbers are not what they were in September. Is the, uh, Two questions. One, is that a reasonable expectation? And two, uh, how do you view September football as different than December football? I, I think clearly September football is different than December. I mean, I think you're coming out of training camp. You know, there's more unknowns. Uh, there's more, you know, scheme diversity. You know, there's more unscouted looks. I, I think that's all common, common characteristics of September football. You know, I, I think um, if I was going to gauge our our scheme, um, you know, leverage success to early in the season, I definitely felt that we were on the plus side of that. So I, I thought that, you know, both Dan and Kellen and, and John did a good job there, coming out of training camp. So you know, but at the end of the day. You know, once you get into the the meat of the schedule, and um, you know you start having some regularity, it's you know it's it's more about scheme. It's it's more of the fundamentals and the and the basics. You got to defeat leverage. You know, you, you can't just think you're gonna be playing with the with the with the plus leverage situation every play. So, I think that's all part of it. So, yeah, definitely, I think December football is more challenging than September, without a doubt, from my from my experience. So, numbers. Uh, in tune with the numbers, uh, but I think the biggest thing that I watch is, is really the complementary. You know, the things that tie into the complementary football. We're we're much better uh, today than we were earlier in the year. Like with time of possession and you know turnover ratio is is now where it should be. You know, we're, we've given the ball up of you know the last month more than we would like. You know, because those are things that we can we can do a better job of. Uh, so you know, something to improve on. But our takeaways were. You know we're doing a, a great job there. So um, I'm, I haven't seen the league stats yet, but I, I would think we're, you know, probably one, two, or three in, in turnover ratio now. So I, I think we're definitely in the double digits where you want to be. And if you know, and I think it's a reflection of how much time we put into the team fundamental work and the emphasis. And you know, it's just real credit for our players that it's being carried over to Sunday. So uh, I just think ROI is so important in this league. You know, you get what you emphasize. Uh, more importantly, you get what you tolerate. And I think those 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 um, statistics of what we emphasize, you know, fundamentally, it's it's showing up and it's showing up at the right time of year. So I feel good about that. Marcus Lawrence was active in the backfield yesterday. Had the forced fumble and his pressure on Glennon set up to release his interception. What stood out about his production yesterday? Well, you know, one thing about Marcus, he plays. Uh, he's so physical, and he has you know has such a great uh, tempo to everything he does. You know, his physicality has always felt both in the running. In the pass rush, so uh, I, I just think we're 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 seeing full time D Law right now. I mean, it's, you know, he's he's really now into the mode of playing full time reps. Which you know, we've had him a little bit on the pitch count there, the first, you know, particularly the first week, not as much as second week. So uh, I just think you see that that group, you know, coming together, and you know, the fits and particularly the line movement things and stunts. Uh, I think they're more in sync, and and the pressure showing up and. You know, the fact of the matter, we got we got a number of guys being productive in the defensive front. It, it definitely makes it create some more one-on-one -on -one opportunities for the other guys. What worked well in the first half in the run game, and why didn't it work similarly in the second half? Uh, well, I think um, you know some of the things. I thought they, you know, the, they were crashing their ends some more in the second half. That that that, that uh, you know uh, it, it got us. You know, just the. 
they got to particularly second down with some more pressure on second down was you know that, that was part of it too so uh, but it's uh, you know it's just execution and then things we can we can you know build off of and so forth but uh, yeah it's I mean definitely I thought the way we started the game and you know I thought our, our, our G schemes or when we had the pullers was was very effective and and I, I thought they they did a, you know they adjusted particularly to the lead puller a few times and we're crashing we're crashing that too so uh, these are all common adjustments you got to make during the course of a game. What was more impressive from Micah to recognize that pick and switch from an awareness standpoint, or to have the athletic ability to hang with the wide receiver down the boundary and keep the play from happening? Well, I think you'd say that you know just like anything, the, the ability to do that is is obviously not for everybody. Um, so just is. His uniqueness of the skill set there, but yeah, but I, I do uh, particularly not only just Mike at the young players when you do see the recognition, you know, because that comes with that comes with reps and, and understanding, and uh, you know, and he's he is very instinctive. Uh, he's as natural as a player that you know has come into this league as far as the instincts and awareness, but you know, but his ability to turn and run obviously is not not something everybody can do in that situation. Did you guys rep that play in practice? Mm, yeah, the picks. Yeah, I mean, just you know, they got us earlier on the one. Um, you know, but, but it, was, it was it was within the you know within the one yard difference. But yeah, that's I'm be honest, with you, you're always working that, particularly out of the the tight splits. Dak mentioned that Demarcus had bet him the defense would get more turnovers than the offense with touchdowns. Um, what goes through your mind when you see the offense and defense motivating each other like that, and how does that speak to the roles that Demarcus and Dak have on this team? I think anything that involves competition is healthy, you know, as long as it's legal, you know, within the <laughs> bylaws of the league. But um, no, I, I think it just shows you, it gives you insight to, you know, just really how competitive these guys are. It doesn't, it doesn't, you know, take them a whole lot to compete at anything. So I, I think it's just giving you, a, just giving you a little bit of an inside look into the locker room. You, you talked about this a minute ago, talking about the run game. Pulling and it seemed like y'all had a lot of success with some of that stuff in the first half. How much of that would you attribute to Connor coming back in, or just overall, how do you think he played? Uh, I thought Connor played well. You know, I thought, I thought he played really well. Um, so it was, it was it was good to have him in there, and then the combination of the two back um, uh, offense with Connor McGovern, I thought was definitely beneficial. Um, but yeah, the, really the schemes are, are more so because of you know what we do feel about our offensive line as a whole is more about who we're playing and and particularly the second time that we play them. You know, obviously we had some success in the first game with some of those schemes and you know, but just with the multiple fronts that they play, you know, it gives us a chance to to uh, you know I want to get it too. I thought we weren't supposed to talk about scheme in here, I mean, but uh, yeah, just yeah, I mean it's we, we we felt it was a good good plan for those guys. Yeah. Was Pollard, uh, as far as kick returns the rest of the way, was this something just the first game back? You didn't want to overload them, just kind of see how it goes from here? Yeah, we, we just, because um, we didn't really know. I mean, we, you know, we didn't know until, because that was really his first full-time action. So we just wanted to take it and you know, see how it went and uh, just got the feedback as he went in and out of the game. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what this week brings. Asked you at, about the end of the half situation after the game, and when you make those decisions, how much of it is it? This is what's going on in this game right now. It's not a feel of well, I will always do this. It, it, you know what I'm, you know what I'm getting at. Well, I, I think I think we've you know I've talked about this before. I think there's usually a conservative approach and there's aggressive approach, and then there's you know by the numbers. In that particular situation, right before the half, we, we have a situation. We you know we, we practice it every. 
Friday or Saturday. It's part of our game situation. It's called Ozone. Everybody, you know, may have different thresholds, and when you call that, and you know, our thresholds right at the seven, you know, seven and eight second mark. So that's that, that puts you in the. Do you let the clock run down, kick the field goal, or do you call the timeout right there, take a shot at the end zone? and then kicked a field goal. So we were right on the threshold there. Um, I decided to go conservative there, run it down to three seconds and kick the field goal. And is that because you knew, okay, your defense was not going to allow? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. No, I mean, I, I think it, the decision reflected on how I felt the game was going, clearly. Uh, Malik Hooker, first interception since before his injury, before he got here. He talked about you know building towards kind of that type of play. Where is he in terms of when you guys got him in training camp? Kind of where is that now in terms of? Well, Malik's just, he's ascending. I mean, he's you know I think we all. Recognize uh, the player, you know, he, when he came into the league and the success he had, you know, in Indianapolis, and you know, and he's from Western Pennsylvania, which is huge. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think it's you know just the way he's uh, really come on of late. I mean, I, I think this was the most uh, snaps that he's had. He's his production, and you know, he had the big you know alley fill there, you know, in, in the one that he just you know he looked like he shot out of a gun. So I, I think you're seeing him coming into his own. He's comfortable, you know, ability to play both. You know, we call it the front and the back as far as playing close to the box and, and back. So I, I, th I thought he had his best game. How do you balance Schultz that sometimes struggles as a blocker with what he gives you as a pass receiver? Well, I mean, you know, I, I think he's you know, definitely a primary player for us on, 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 on offense. So and I thought he actually blocked very well. He had some tough matchups. Um, you know, frankly, Dalton was a game ball winner on offense. There's your scoop for today. But um, it's. Uh, you know, I thought he did a good, but yeah, those are some tough mismatches, especially against their front. So, but yeah, I think those are things where, when you do put a plan together, you, you have matchups that you're worried about. You don't want to make a living all day when him blocking a 300-pound man. That's you know, I don't think you're, that's the best way to go. But uh, I mean, there's times where, if you are asking him, you know, I always call, I call it sideboards, whether it's a puller or, or he may have inside presence from a from the tackle too. So all that all that factors into into your game plan decisions. Trayvon's ball skills and obviously the statistics speak for themselves. On the other side of things, in the run game, there's times where you know his physicality might not be he might not be the most physical player on the field in certain situations. I'm trying to think of a nice way. But is, there, is that something you just kind of live with? Because there was one play yesterday where there's a polling offensive lineman. Is the expectation low about what a corner can do in that situation? Or do you want to see more from a player in that type of well, I, I don't know what player you're talking about. I mean, obviously, I mean, the fit, in, you know, and how he stretched the the leverage of, of the puller, you know, play, played into that too. Because, you know, you are, you are kind of buying time to, to, to squeeze the alley, you know. So, I mean, it's uh, – you know, you can't cut that guy no more, and he can't cut you. So I mean, there, there are role changes, and I think the DBs are put in a you know in a little different position than they were you know last year and before that too. So I mean, how you fit the leverage and, and how you how you squeeze it to you know to the alley player is important because he's obviously the secondary outside leverage player there too. So um, you know, if you don't like the way it looks, then you probably ought to take it up with Trayvon. Okay, but his but his way, he, he, you know, I think he held the leverage enough for the pursuit to fill inside and out. So, um, and I think with that, you may gave up an extra yard or two, but he did contain the run. Did he thank you for the challenge to get the tenth interception? Yes, he did. Absolutely, yes. <laughs>
On another note, I guess you did. You uh, challenge it on your own, or did, did you did he encourage you to do it? No, there, there, actually, there's a bunch of no, he, no. It was really the communication. I think you got to give Ryan Feeder and you know our guys upstairs, you know, because we we didn't have a clean look at it. So um, it's just really the, the process that we go through. So. And you know, if you remember the you remember the one earlier, it was you know because really you had three that were very similar in the game, and they they actually officiated them all three of them the same. So I think you're it's a hundred challenges now, and you're one fifty, all fifty. Is that a I don't know. Is that, is that any good? <laughs> <laughs> depends depends what what we're talking about here. You know, is it batting average? That'd be awesome. <laughs> I think also you're uh, you're up 50 games above 500 as a career coach now. Is that is that a significant milestone just from someone who has been in the league that long to be at that level? You know, I I, I really don't I don't have any idea. I, I've never looked at what you know you know what 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 the numbers are. So, but I'm just very fortunate, blessed to continue to have these opportunities. On a similar note, we talked to Jerry after the game yesterday, and he said he went up to you after the game, just said he was glad for, that your name was next to these 10 wins, no matter how they come. It's, a, it's meaningful to get them, as you said. What was that conversation like? And I guess just continuing what this opportunity means. You know, I always always have a chance to talk with Jerry after the game, and, and it's you know he's always so positive about the team and the players, and. You know, we, we talk about some of the circumstances and you know things that went on during the course of the game. But yeah, it's. Um, you know, he's got such great energy and positivity to, you know, and passion for winning. So, yeah, I mean, it's obviously something that, you know, you enjoy and you just understand that these these opportunities are, you know, I think being out, when you're out a year, you, you really take a step back and make sure you appreciate every single one of those. And that was, that, you know, that was a huge win for us. You know, to win three in a row and to win the divi two division games back to back on the road. So, trust me, I don't take it for granted. Different not having locker room. I think he was upstairs. Was it over the phone? That it was over the phone, correct? Yes. Was that kind of different? Was that, was that a protocol thing, or I think it just with the you know with the situation and with COVID, you know he's you know he's just trying to frankly he's just he feels like he needs to, wants to protect the players. So yeah, he's very conscientious of it. Thank you. Good. Thanks. Thank you.